I mean, just Kardashian. Imagine the the dollar sign attached to that. Yeah, but it's not Kim. It's Courtney. It doesn't matter. She's still got the name. I know, but I'm just saying. Isn't isn't Courtney the one that has like the makeup line or whatever? This is a dangerous conversation for you and I to be having because if I answer this question and I'm correct, you gotta. We gotta. I think I checked my. Okay, what did you ask me? Well, let's let's let's. We gotta back up. It's this is a legit question because I think I know the answer, but I might be wrong. Is Courtney the one that has the makeup line? I don't believe so. I believe it is either Kendall or Kylie Jenner. Oh, maybe it's Kylie. And she's a bajillionaire. Okay, so who was the one that was married to Lamar Odom? Chloe. <laughs> I hate. I hate. I hate. I hate everything about myself. Uh, uh, we might. We might have to cut the episode right there. <laughs> I hate myself. I don't think so. Hey, CEP listeners, thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio from the CEP Network. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and hit that subscribe button and give us that five-star rating. It really does help us get the show out to more people. In this episode, Patrick and I talk about our disdain for YouTube shows that troll the Los Angeles scene. We cover what could quite possibly be the best UFC card to date with UFC 250. And we talk about whether businesses should start opening back up or stay closed during this pandemic. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, don't hesitate to reach out on any of the social medias. You can reach out on our personal pages or through the CEP pages. And if you have any topics you would like to hear us cover about music, sports, pop culture, or anything random, doesn't really matter, email us at cerebral at thecepodcast.com. Lastly, don't forget about our newly revamped CEP shirts at buyjack.com slash CEP. The new limited edition shirts are being printed to spread awareness about how important it is to be supporting local businesses right now. The profits from these shirts will be divided up into gift cards at Exit 6 Pub and Brewery in Cottleville, Missouri, and then be given to first responders, EMTs, nurses, and those on the front lines. So, buy a shirt and support local business and the heroes of the COVID-19 pandemic. Thank you guys for tuning in, and now, let's get into the episode. Hey everybody, thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am Colt Bercato, Patrick Blair, sipping coffee as usual, and I want to start off by saying that if you're listening to the audio, you're not going to be able to see this, but if you watch any clips on social media from this episode, you will be able to see that Patrick Blair is supporting local business by supporting supporting the CEP and also supporting first responders and nurses and EMTs and all that that money is going to go towards. Yep. So for anybody, right. if anybody who doesn't know, we have revamped our CEP shirts to wear, where with the brain shirt with the iPad or iPod, sorry, and where it used to say Cerebral Entertainment Podcast now says support local business. All of the money from these shirts that we make are going to Exit Six Brewery in Cottleville, Missouri, and they will be turned into gift cards, which is going to go to nurses, EMTs, first responders, all that good stuff. So you're supporting like a lot of different people just by buying that shirt, and I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You saying you appreciate me or anyone else who goes out and buys one? All, all of the above. Oh, look at you, man! Well, <laughs> you know, I had to, I had to show my support. Gotta. It's a comfy. It's a comfy shirt. It is really Bijack soft, isn't a, it? Yeah. Uh, Bijack did a great job here. Yes. Well, I guess I should have mentioned Bijack in that, shouldn't I? 
I got you. I yeah. got you covered. Don't worry about it. Buyjack.com slash CEP. So there's the plug for that. The other plug I want to say is that if you look in the background, you can see a guitar case. Is there a guitar in that? Yeah. I haven't seen that there before. Does that mean creativity is still sparked since last week? That's been there every time. Has it really? Yep. Maybe it's the new lighting situation you got going on. Maybe I just couldn't see it before. Uh, yeah, no, I've been, uh, no, it's, it's been there. I've, I've been doing some stuff. Been strumming? Mm-hmm. Doing some stuff for what? Been playing the fiddle, huh? <laughs> Don't worry about what it, it's not for. It's for Dude, that, nothing. That would be amazing. That would be amazing if I found out that you played fiddle all the time. What would be wrong with that? Nothing would be wrong with it. I would just... I, I tried I, it out for Mumford & Sons way back in the day, but they, they rejected me. Really? No, not really. But... Oh, killing me, killer! You couldn't get uh, you couldn't get a fiddle in any of those songs. No, no. I don't think there was any room <laughs> between terrible chugs and anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, this shirt's cool. I'm glad I I'm glad I could help out. I think everyone else should help out too. I'll just add my go help out as the uh, as I said when I posted I. Uh, when I purchased, or when I, maybe when you posted, I just said, "Look, as the uh, the husband of a nurse who is uh, dealing with COVID head on right now, and then the son of a firefighter, I was more than happy to to get behind the cause for this one." So, and I've had uh, a few of the brews from Exit Six, even though I think Jeff was lying to me and was saying they were something else the entire time. What are you talking about? At the block party, when I first met him, he told me I was drinking something else. And he was just, it was like, oh, a, it yeah. was like, it was like a three hour long joke that only he, he didn't even tell anyone else he was doing it. Like three hours later, he goes, no, that's, that's, it's exit six beer. I was like, you remember three hours ago when I asked for an exit six beer and you said, no, we're out. And you just gave me blah, 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 whatever. So I was like, I just want a beer. Like it's, 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 you know, anyway, he thought it was funny. I, I remember, I remember that. That was from like two years ago, though, right? Wasn't it from the one in Winfield? Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was that long ago. I remember that joke. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff's an interesting character, but I love him. <laughs> <laughs> He's a silly guy. Silly guy. Yeah. But, so if you, speak- but if you haven't had Exit 6 brews, definitely go grab you a growler. Yeah. A growler. Growler, crowler, can, however you like your beer. How do you, you like canned beer over bottle beer or bottle over canned beer? Depends on the beer. I ask that because I finally started watching Brew Brothers. Oh yeah? What did you think? And it's, it's funny. It's funny. I like it. But the, uh, the one brother, you know, was talking about drinking beer out of a can. I don't remember the exact joke he said about it, but yeah, basically it's like drinking piss. <laughs> um, my favorite was when the girl, when the two girls come in, when he, like the brother first gets there. And the one orders a Bud Light, and he spits on the ground. He goes, "There's your Bud Light, or whatever." <laughs> That's what you. It's a funny show. Yeah. And uh, Dave is Dave is pissing me off. It's really bothering me. The last two episodes have really bothered me. Maybe I shouldn't care so much, but maybe it's because I liked the first five. I think on whatever it was. So Look, you, man, you didn't really. You didn't really binge it then? You just kind of watched an episode here and there until... Like, if you finished the whole... It's just one season so far, right? No, they're coming out... Because you can only watch 
like episode seven wasn't available until Friday or whatever it was. Oh, okay. So I, I thought a whole season came out at one time. I didn't know it's a weekly thing. It's Hulu. Okay. So you haven't watched it. I watched the first episode. That's as far as oh. I've gotten so far. So I can't, you're not even going to be able to relate to this then, but I, I mean, I've heard from people who have watched it, some different scenarios that have happened. Yeah. That have pissed people off. <laughs> But I don't, I mean, can you, can you give it a synopsis without giving anything away? Yeah. Yeah. So when you asked me, have you seen Dave? I said, is that the little Dickie show? You said, yes. I said, no, but I think I said something along the lines of, let me guess. It's about his trials and tribulations as a white rapper. And he goes, and you go, yes. I go, I don't need to see that then. Don't care. But I gave it a whirl and it was actually, it's, it's funny. It's funny. Um, the reason that the last two episodes have upset me is because there's not enough of his hype man Gata and there's not enough Andrew Santino. Okay. Not this last episode, but the episode before it was all about a love story. Uh, I just, I was like one of my, I, it was just, it, I felt like I was watching real housewives of Hollywood or something. I, I it, no. And then this <laughs> last episode, he, uh, it was funny, but again, not enough. Gata, not enough Andrew Santino. You can't take what's funny out of the, you can't take what's funny, truly funny about the show out of certain episodes. Right. They're, they, they've lost me a little bit. Um, but yeah, that's just me. I don't know. It, the, the, this whole thing has been weird because in three separate texts I got, the first one was, I, I do not need to see that. The second text I got, which was like a week later said, I absolutely love Dave. And then the third one is Dave is really pissing me off. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. And I'm sur- well, I'm really surprised I, you jumped in because normally when you say I have no desire to see that or I have no desire to listen to that or that is not up my alley, you don't give it a chance. Yeah, but I like a little dicky though. Okay. So I I want but the the again if the the synopsis of the show was it's it's about his plight as a white rapper in a black rapper's world, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about that. And I guess, sure, it's a little bit about that at first, but, you know, he's it's semi-autobiographical, I guess. Um, but Gaeta, the guy that I'm talking about, is actually his real hype man, for real, for real. Okay. Um, and he's funny. He's one of the funnier parts of the show. So it, it has its moments. Um, yeah, but the, the, so the, the one episode that I'm talking about, the love story, the episode before that, he goes to Philly and he's going to open for Meek Mill. This whole process of that, and he's having anxiety over how he's going to do it. And the show ends with them getting on stage, him and Gata getting on stage, and they it goes fades to black. And I was like, and then they don't talk about it in the next episode how it went, <laughs> what happened, did he do well? I was like, wait a minute, you can't tell me you're opening for Meek Mill and not address it in the next. Did not mention it once in the next episode. I was like, okay, well. I guess that was all a figment of my imagination too. I have no idea what's going on, but I wonder. I wonder if later down the road, either this season or if they think there's going to be a next season, if they're going to revisit scenes like that to explain what happened, if they are leaving it open on purpose or what. Well, again, I don't want to give too much away, but in this last episode, he has a heartfelt conversation with Courtney Kardashian. So this show is going to go two ways. The way it was going in episode three, or it's going to go in a way that anytime a Kardashian gets involved, they lose me, which is likely what's <laughs> about to happen. So, 
we'll much see. money is invested into that show? Because a lot of the names you've already mentioned. Big names, right? Yeah. I mean, just Kardashian. Imagine the the dollar sign attached to that. Yeah, but it's not Kim. It's Courtney. It doesn't matter. She's still got the name. I know, but I'm just saying. Isn't isn't Courtney the one that has like the makeup line or whatever? This is a dangerous conversation for you and I to be having because if I answer this question and I'm correct, you gotta we gotta. I think I checked my. Okay, what did you ask me? Well, let's 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 we gotta back up. It's this is a legit question because I think I know the answer, but I might be wrong. Is Courtney the one that has the makeup line? I don't believe so. I believe it is either Kendall or Kylie Jenner. Oh, maybe it's Kylie. And she's a bajillionaire. Okay, so who was the one that was married to Lamar Odom? Chloe. <laughs> I hate. I hate. I hate. I hate everything about myself. Uh, we might. We might have to cut the episode right there. I hate myself. I don't think so. I believe it's this Chloe. Is, this is. Uh, this is fun because it's actual information that for some reason I'm actually curious about, but and also it makes you look. Yeah, it's super important for people to know. <laughs> No, the bad thing is everybody. I'm going to give myself a little bit of credit. My wife used to watch that show very loudly. So I did pick up on a little bit of what was happening. That's all I'm going to say. That's where I I can ask my wife and she will be able to give me any stats that I need on the Kardashians, which is not very often. This scenario would have been helpful, but I have you here, so that's okay. You can fact check me with her (laughs) after the episode. I really do hate myself. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Speaking of hate, so I got to bring this up because you, you 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 went to social media. This was a. Uh, I think we've mentioned it once on the podcast, but you actually you went you took to social media and had to get opinions. So these good old troll casts or uh, hate casts, as we call them, mm-hmm. they're starting to get to you, huh? So, like I told you off air, it's not necessarily that they got to me. It's just I, I kind of wanted to get see if I could get anybody's opinion who have actually watched these to see what they actually think about it, to see if they're yeah. if everybody else's minds are in the same places that ours are with with watching these. And, and I've kind of got mixed reviews, sort of. Uh, you know, some people, uh, you know, one person had posted and said, after you posted this, I went and watched some of them, and it really blows my mind that this is actually a thing. And I'm like, yeah, this yep. is this is content that they are putting out that is just watching videos of other people's content and then shitting on it. How is now, how careful, is? Be, be careful with that word content. It's not a real thing. I said remember. it. I said it on purpose because I want you to explain this. So apparently, Content's content is not, not a real, real thing. And content's not real. That was created by the Joe Rogan universe. Content's not a real word. Content's not a real thing. Content's just anything you put out there. So pick up your phone, fart into it, put it on YouTube. That's content. It's good content, right? <laughs> by the way. According to these people, that's content. By the way, since you said that on the previous episode where you said that you could, uh, what was it, you would bang a tambourine and fart into a microphone and put that out and it could be Close somebody's enough. could be somebody's favorite record or whatever. Yeah. I had several people on social media that said they would buy that record. <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> yes. I believe in that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah so, so um, can you explain that content situation a little better? Like, what 
in your personal opinion also, do you agree with there is content or content isn't a thing? No, I think there's content, but I think what their, their whole thing is, well, good content is another story. So just because this isn't a creation that came sort of organically, it's not good content, right? So they're not, they're not, they're not sitting down at a desk and writing up a bit or writing a joke or writing a song or writing a poem or whatever the case may be. So they're, they're, they're getting in front of a, a monitor and they're watching someone else have a conversation, which that's the other, again, I, I got to stop right there though. That's the whole thing that was bizarre to me when I long couple months ago when I sent one of these to you. And again, I was ignorant. I didn't realize that these things existed either. I knew haters existed. I know Twitter. I'm on Twitter all the time. I get it. I didn't know that there were podcasts dedicated to this, but so. Well, so before you, before you go on, so what this just triggered to me. So always when we've heard about trolls, we've always talked about basically who is a keyboard warrior who in comments and, you know, in stuff like that, they will post the, the bad things or, you know, how they feel about what, you know, what they just watched on a video or something like that. So it's like they, these guys are putting those, those types of scenarios into video form. So it's like, now it's not just comments. They're actually putting it into video form. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. So for those that have zero idea what we're talking about, think about it this way. Go to your favorite band's YouTube, watch one of their most popular videos, scroll down and look at the comments. All of those negative comments that you're seeing below that video is what these shows are. They're those comments turned into a podcast and show, internet show, essentially. That's what this is. Um, but, you know, when I'm saying that, you know, these guys are talking about content versus quality content, they're, they're watching two people sit down and have a conversation and then critiquing it, right? You know, it's, it's one thing to, like, take a and, – and the, the one guy who bothers you the most now, apparently, because you, you posted about it, he'll, he'll take a stand-up bit and he'll break it down and shit on it. But he'll also just take a conversation – from someone's podcast and talk about why they're full of shit. They'll poke holes in all of the lies. Their fans are their their fans are getting fooled by these people. They they don't they aren't really this way. All these things. That's what's bizarre to me. So you're basically breaking down a conversation between two people. So not necessarily a bit, you know, two guys talking about um, COVID-19, for instance, they're just having an honest sort of, uh, man to man, man to woman, woman to woman conversation about COVID-19, how it's affected them. What do they see happening in the future? What are the steps they're taking? All that, whatever. Uh, what, well, to me anyway, what feels to be an honest conversation. They're looking at that and they're going, nope, wrong. He's wrong. She's a liar. She's full of shit. Uh, he does drugs. He, he, me too's women. Like, uh, you know, like, how did you get that from a COVID-19 conversation, right? Right. How do you pull that out of that? So that's ultimately what we're seeing on these things. And, you know, you know I guess the one that set you over the edge was this guy accusing a stand-up comedian of being a drug abuser and basically a liar, right? Right. And then the comedian actually responded but did not say the name of the podcast or of the person. And that really 
bothered that person because that's what they wanted. They wanted that rise. Mm -hmm. They wanted that reaction, but they wanted ultimately their name to be thrown in there because said stand-up comedian has more subscribers on YouTube, hence leading to more subscribers on their end. Right. And they even addressed that. They even addressed, oh, what are you afraid? Some of your fans are going to come over and listen to us. Yeah. No, he's not afraid of that. They will come over and listen to you. It doesn't mean they like you. Right. Right. I don't know. I would like to There's see. Things. I would like to see somebody do a podcast that's like a picture in picture in picture. So, like, say this guy's in the studio and he's got a background behind him of a podcast video with Joey Diaz. I would like yeah. to see somebody that is in front of all of that with a background of this guy and then another background of Joey Diaz, and then that person is just shitting all over everything that he is saying a, about Joey Diaz. A reaction to the reaction. Right. Yeah. That's a yeah. never-ending wormhole. That's also a weird thing, too, on YouTube right now. Reaction videos. Like, but also, like, hey, a little late to the party, huh? Like, vocal coach reacts to uh, schism by Tool. I'm like, that song's been out 20 fucking years. What are, you, what are you reacting to now? If you're a vocal coach, you didn't know that Tool existed? Why are you reacting to that? I don't watch those. Those strike a chord. Those... They'll strike an angry chord with me. I don't even click on them. I just whoop, keep scrolling. But like uh, metalheads react to Wu-Tang Clan. I'm like, fuck you, metalhead. You knew who Wu-Tang Clan was. You, you're not <laughs> honestly reacting to it now. Right. Like you were living under a rock and you didn't know who Wu-Tang – same thing. Hip-hop head reacts to corn. Really? What, what's the, you didn't know what, corn the, was hip-hop head? What's the reasoning? Like what, what, do they, what do they get out of that? These things are – these things are popular. So there's one guy that I do, I do like because he's, I think he's funny and I think he's entertaining. Uh, his name is no life Shaq. So he typically reacts to hip hop videos, just hip hop videos. Okay. But he's had a few where he's reacted to rock music. Now here's, what's funny about it. I kind of believe he didn't know who ACDC was just, you know, he could be completely leading us on, but it feels real to me. And because it feels real to me is what I find entertaining and funny about it. And maybe he's, again, maybe I'm naive. I'm just saying it's funny, but he's actually funny. And, uh, he's one of the bigger ones. And I actually found out who he was during the whole, uh, machine gun Kelly and Eminem beef when they were going back and forth. Right. When he reacted to MGK's diss record, diss song to Eminem, it was one of the funniest reactions I saw. Like he, Started off being a total Eminem stan, and then like halfway through it, he was on MGK side, and then Eminem. It was it was just fun. Anyway, um, I don't know how we got. So yeah, yeah, a reaction to the reaction. And to be honest with you, there's probably one out there. I think if probably. you did enough, you could probably find one. You could. And I've seen those before. I've seen reactions to reaction videos. I've seen them. <sighs> the internet's weird, man. I I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but, but and, you know, and that's you, the, go ahead. You were making comments saying that, the, you know, the, the troll cast that we're talking about is, have, has made comments that this is what the internet is. Yeah, I was just going to say that. The internet yeah. doesn't have to be that. That's, he is making the, he is part of what is making the internet that. Yeah, he's helping for sure. Well, so the, the background for that is the stand-up comedian, that addresses the idea that this guy spent, I don't know, 40 minutes calling him a drug addict and a liar. He 
when he when someone told him about someone told and again whether look if you're standing because that's the other thing that these guys do they act they say that these people don't watch videos about them maybe they do maybe they don't look at the end of the day everybody's googled themselves at least once okay you want to you want to know what people are saying maybe the stand-up comedian just stumbled upon this video right by searching content about his name or maybe someone actually goes hey did you hear this this guy talking about you went pretty hard whatever the case may be so it made him start doing some research and he found out that he was in a documentary and he was like on his imdb page and he found out he was in a documentary and he was like i don't i didn't even a i didn't even know there was a documentary on this topic b certainly didn't know i was in it right so then he kind of checked out and they used a clip from that stand-up comedian's podcast to use in the documentary. So I know who made that documentary. I know, and, and the stand-up comedian was acting sort of like ignorant to it, didn't really know what it was. I know who made it. Let, let's be clear. This isn't a documentary that a, a media company or a film company went out, spent about, you know, spent two years making. It's a, it's basically a guy sitting in front of a desk like I am right here, maybe spent two to three hours ch- picking and choosing, picking clips off the internet, editing them down into his own hateful commentary about a specific person. That's all it is. Sure, it's a documentary. All right, fine. It's an opinion piece, right? It's an editorial, sure. But the guy we're talking about, his response was, well, listen, stand-up comedian, that's what the internet internet is. That's what you don't understand about the internet. And like, you're right. It doesn't have to be that way. But no, it's not necessarily that's what it is. It's this, this subspecies of people that just loves to jump in the a bowl of hate. Right. Right? Looks tasty to them. Yes. This person said this. I think it's I'm gonna call them out on it. I think they're wrong. Not even necessarily wrong. I think they're lying. Right. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. But it, again, the, this one guy that you and I are talking about, we we've, we've we've decided before that we're not gonna say the person's name. I'll I'll, I'll we'll do that. But this one guy, he again, he he plays into the notion that he has no con. You can say what you want about me. Say I'm jealous. Say I'm a loser. Say I have no content. All this stuff. Like he incur- he embraces these things and these ideas. So that's what makes it so interesting to me. It's almost like you can't get that same reaction out of him. And he even stated in this episode specifically that you referenced that he thought that the stand-up comedian was going to react in a different way. And the idea that the stand-up comedian was defending himself and was a little bit uh, upset about it was not the reaction that he wanted. And he goes, oh, well, we were just joking. Right. Mm, were ya? Were ya? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they're joking. They, they can't be. So are you just telling me that they're joking on every other video that they do on every other stand-up comedian in L.A.? No, they're not. He's all, he's he's acting this way because he's all in because he has to be all in. Well, if you're going to go against people who have more subscribers, are more successful, have more money, yeah, you if you're not all in, pe- the internet is going to see right through it. I was going right. to say people. No, no, the internet's going to see right through you if you're not all in. Yeah, I, I don't joking or not. It's just the reaction that they want. But some of the stuff that they say, again, it's they go hard, man. I, I don't know. You know, and when, when I say they have to be all in, like 
they have to be doing their research too on a lot of the the things. 100%. Yeah, I mean, they have to be going into the deep background on Joey Diaz to be able to to say the things that they feel like are facts. And I'm sure that they know that anybody who is going to try to discredit them for what they're saying about Joey Diaz or Joe Rogan or whoever, those people are going to have to put in a lot of time to research both of them. They're going to have to research Joey Diaz and they're going to have to research them to find out where the holes are in any of this. Yeah. They're doing their research. They're watching their content, mm-hmm. right? Or their lack of content or whatever. They're, they're, they're watching, they're paying attention. And the idea that this, this is all sort of, it's all sparked by no, no, no. It's the negative attention or it's the, the attention that those people get that bothers us. So we're just calling out what we see. No, you're not. You're calling out the research that you've done. There's a, there's a total difference to seeing two, two people have, have a conversation and one of them say, yeah, on the road back in 1989, I, uh, you know, I had sex on an airplane and got caught and the air marshals took me away and took me to jail. Right now there there's, reacting to that and then there's is that true let's find out what really happened oh wait not only did that not happen but you actually went to jail for this and you did this and you all right well you you at least looked at wikipedia right so you're not some innocent soul who just thinks that that sort of uh this 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 community of people and and again it's all sort of directed at los angeles which i okay okay i get it the idea of celebrity it turns a lot of people off. I understand that, but it's all directed at Los Angeles. So you're not just reacting to this as sort of like this is a this is a toxic environment, and I'm letting people know not to be fooled. Like you're having to do your homework in order to even have that reaction in the first place. And I made that story up, by the way. I don't think anyone <laughs> said that. Just pulling that up, out of, pulling that out of my ass. But um, well, have you have you seen the newest one with Crystalia? I'm I'm pretty sure you might have sent that one to me too. But yeah. that that one's really weird from the get go too. Because so in the very beginning of it, they bring up Whitney Cummings, and that she had a doll or a it was it a sex doll in her last stand up special or a sex yeah. robot or something yeah, that looked like robot. that looked like her. So they so somehow. They lumped Whitney Cummings and Crystalia together, and they decided to put a doll in studio that was making fun of Crystalia. So I'm like, what's the point there in the first place? You just to put two comedians together to to make this premise, which makes no sense. But this was literally basically them pulling clips from Crystalia's last special that he just put out, and then just shitting yep. on it. Yeah. Why is that content? <laughs> We're back well, to that word. Yeah. I'm, I, honestly, like, okay, I watched it. I it, Some parts made me laugh. Some parts weren't that great, for, to, in my yeah. personal opinion. That may be, as we've talked about before, that may be somebody's favorite stand-up special that they've ever watched in their entire life. And yeah. it could just be that. It could just be that. <laughs> but no, right. we have to have people that are picking it apart why? It's their special. They can say whatever they want. Why? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's 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 mind boggling, right? It's it's this is again, this is why I brought it up. It's just so and, and I before the podcast I told you, it got me thinking about myself and some of the situations that I've been in, in my own life. And I maybe I'll bring those up. But so let me go back to what you said. So the doll, okay. Again, it's the LA thing. 
you know, those two people are L.A. comedians. They're based out of L.A. There's that. But also they were on a sitcom together. Right. So that that has a lot to do with it. And they've also taken, again, a conversation from Whitney's podcast that Chris D'Elia was on. And they've taken 15 to 20 minutes of that and just, you know, broken it down or shit on it or whatever. So that's the reason of the Dow. Yeah, but the thing that they're doing, so the thing that they're (laughs) doing, not only are they hating on the special, but they're like, they're making, it's so weird to me because they're making claims like he was nervous during it, right? I think they said that, he's nervous. Uh, Maybe they said like he bailed on a, a premise, the editing was poor, done poorly or something like that. Are either one of those two on this show stand up comedians? Right. I don't understand. I don't understand the the qualificate. Well, yeah, they can say what's funny or not to them. I guess that's cool. But like to like go as far to be like he was nervous, the editing was bad, he bailed on bits, whatever they were saying. I'm like, well, this is just I don't know how many specials has he had on uh, Netflix. Like maybe he's just going with a. Could it ever just be that he's going with a thing, and maybe it didn't work for you? Well, that was one thing that they mentioned, too, was the voice that he does. That's part of his shtick. Right. But the, the, And that's the thing. So because it's a part of his shtick, well, he does it too long. He forgets he does it because he was nervous. Again, you know, we're all guilty of perhaps being overly critical of something. You know, you just heard me talking about Dave. Um, but I'm not going to put it on YouTube. Right. You know what I mean? Like me spending two hours talking about why Dave is bad. It's not bad. It's a good show. I enjoy it. I'm just the episode. The those two episodes, I, they, they they lost me for thirty minutes. Um, I would never dedicate time. Um, it's really weird, man. It got so when I said it got me thinking about you know, I think like I said, in a, in a way we all sort of react in a way to things at times that might make us seem like we're being a little bit a little bit of a hater right i think we're all guilty of it at some point in our lives i certainly am and i think anytime that you're in an industry in in the in show business or the entertainment industry or even close to being in it i think you get competitive and i think you get spiteful i think you get bitter i don't think anyone's above being this way i don't think anyone's above being that way it just got me got me thinking about about things and i think like at times, and I'll be honest, 10 years ago, how old am I? Let me think about this. Yeah, 10 years ago, I was pretty hateful about music and the music industry. And I was bitter about a lot of things because um, I had had experiences that were great. And then I had some really terrible experiences. And rather than just chalking it up to better luck next time or we'll get them on the next one, right? To sort of you know, rather than thinking that way, I was bitter, you know, I was just, uh, I was angry. So it took me, it took me many years to sort of be able to reel that, reel those feelings in and it kind of pull back and go, all right, just take a breath, just take a step back. Everything's going to be fine. You know, which I've done, I've, you know, as I've grown older, I've really been able to do, and I really do work on that, you know, because, you know, growing up playing sports, being in, in the music industry, uh, you get, competitive you get you want you want to achieve certain things and if you feel someone uh is getting in your way naturally you're not going to have the best reaction to it again some people are like this more often than others maybe some people may have perhaps haven't 
been that way, especially maybe in the in the public eye. Again, we're not above that. I think it's a matter of taking a step back and going, all right, is this really the way that I want to be? You know, so me personally, I've really tried to work on that. Um, and I'm really glad that I've had some of the experiences I've had. So now, uh, you know, as I get older and uh, about to bring a child into this world, I can sort of take that new, the newfound attitude I have of, all right, let's calm down and try to try to inflict that upon my child rather than, yeah, fuck that person, fuck that person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just pointing yeah. fingers, just the, the, the finger pointing we do in the, well, I don't know. They're, they're putting all their money in the fact that negativity sells. Po- it does. Positive, it does. Positivity can, but not as well. Like if, if they were trying to, fl- if they flipped it, and now the, instead of hating on all these stand-up comedians, they're looking at all the positives and they're showing, oh, they did, they did well here. They did well here on this special, this, that, and the other. This is why this works. They're not going to get as many clicks. They're not going to get as many, you know, subscribers and things like that. Negativity sells. I don't necessarily know why, but it does. Yeah. Controversy, clickbait. Controversial clickbait is what's really driving the internet. I put that in air quotes for those that can't see me. It's, it's what it's really what is driving the internet. It's driving the news cycle. It's driving content and entertainment. Um, <laughs> we we like juicy headlines, so we're gonna click. So, you know, again, seeing the. Uh, said such and such is addicted to drugs well as a fan of that person you're gonna go what you're gonna click right right it's not a bad business practice if you're trying to get clicks and you're trying to generate revenue based on clicks right and that's what's bad it's like there's there's a business model there they know what they're doing absolutely it's it's a smart way to do it not might not necessarily be for everyone like anything else so um, we'll see. I, like I said, they've, they've sort of, I've got a hook in my, they've got me hooked, man. I'm, when I see him come up, I'm like, what is he saying now? What is he doing now? You know, so, uh, you know, anyway, does it depend on, about something does, does, well, before that though, does it depend on who, <laughs> does it depend on who it is that they're talking about that, that reels you in? A little bit, a little bit. Yeah. I would definitely say if it's someone that I'm a fan of, I'm more likely to click on it. If it's someone A, I don't know who they are. B, I don't really, don't really care. Not a fan. I'm I'm less likely. But I'm a fan of a lot of those LA comics, you know. Okay, so so, so we know that as far as the LA comedy scene goes, a lot of them are tied to like the comedy store. A lot of them are tied to like Joe Rogan mainly. You know, Joe Rogan is the end all be all for podcasts for a lot of people. I mean, you know, millions of people. Sure. So there was, there was a comment made on this troll cast and they were talking about like Ari Shafir and they were talking about some of these other comedians and basically saying that these guys like Ari Shafir, when he made the, the um, Kobe joke on Twitter, yeah, he he was talking about how Ari hasn't been on Joe Rogan's show for a long time and how he should have jumped on Joe Rogan's show right away and got in front of this thing and, you know, spoke his mind, this that, and the other. And he, but he was also mentioning other comics and saying that these comics have to watch their P's and Q's and watch what they say, because if they say the wrong thing and people get mad, they aren't going to be able to go on Rogan's show for a long time. 
And so what they're basically, to me, what they're basically saying in that is Joe Rogan has made these people. Like Joe, Joe Rogan's podcast. And I'm not saying that it hasn't helped because it's definitely helped to boost people's stardom. But well, let me but let me stop you real quick. I'm okay, sorry. Go ahead. You're in. My my response to you and them would be so what, right? So what? Yeah. Do you do, like the idea that all everyone's supposed to be self made and they don't get um, help from someone somewhere along the way is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You know, jo- so my Joe response Rog- to that would be so. And right, you know, Joe Joe Rogan has said thousands of times and the reason why he is so such good friends with Joey Diaz is because Joey if it wasn't for Joey Diaz Joe Rogan probably wouldn't be Joe Rogan I think that's kind of silly but sure okay he got his start he got his major start by touring by Joey Diaz taking him on the road with him sure not that not that somebody else couldn't have done the same thing for him and he still be where he's at I'm just saying that he it was a big part of the story yeah, no, I mean, and again, if he says that, then sure, if he feels that way, why not? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, they, they like to, a lot of these shows like to call Joe Rogan the ringleader and controls the destiny of a lot of these guys. It's so, it's weird. It's weird. Joe Rogan doesn't have, any, doesn't have anything to do with anyone getting a special on Netflix. He doesn't have anything to do with someone getting their own show on Comedy Central. He doesn't work for those networks. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's not picking up the phone and calling Netflix and going, hey, by the way, he's not calling Comedy Central and going, he's not calling Viacom, going, hey, Viacom, I know you have way more money than I do, but I'm pretty sure you're going to listen to me. By the way, my friend needs a show on your, like, it's so bizarre to like to think that, uh, you know, he doesn't have the key to the industry in his, in his cock. Like, it's almost like if these guys don't, if these guys don't suck Joe Rogan off, right, and and like you said, watch their P's and Q's, their their career is over. Right. Ah, uh, it's it's weird. I, I don't know. And again, you could look at someone. You could look at someone's the trajectory of their career. Again, all you have to do is do a little bit of research to know if and when anyone else had some sort of influence on that person's career. Now, do you are you able through doing a Google search know what was going on behind the scenes? No, of course not. But we also don't know what's going on behind the scenes of these haters either. Right. Right. So the idea that you can sort of just pinpoint the time when exactly the the switch was flipped as the time when that actually happened was when Joe Rogan said this person deserves this, right? Or Bill Burr said, this person deserves this. It's like, no, that's not, I don't know. It's not a naive way of thinking on their end. It's just the, it's a, it's the sort of the, the short-sighted way of thinking that allows the negativity and allows the criticism to make sense right. to other people who think that way. Right. Right. Why think logically when all you have to do is just go, oh, they suck. There's my opinion. They suck. Okay, cool. Good one. In your opinion, what do you think would happen if Joe Rogan or Joey Diaz or Chris D'Elia or whoever, one of these bigger names in L.A., actually reached out to this guy and asked him to be on their show to talk this whole thing out? Do you think it would kill their show? Or do you think they could be, do you think they could still be all, like, go on that show and be all in on who they are and why they are doing what they're doing? Or do you think they would basically 
have to apologize? I don't know. I mean, I I think it would be interesting. I'd watch it. I don't think it. So you asked me, do I think it would kill the the haters show? Yeah. I think if they went, perhaps if they went on one of those shows and fell on their face and kind of, you know, I would say this, they would have to go on the show and, and basically restate all of the same opinions. If they sort of backtrack a little bit and go, no, I didn't really mean it this way, or it was just a joke or this and that. I don't think that these people necessarily don't think that it's just a joke, right? But why? Why the joke, I guess, is the question. Right. I, don't, I think they would have to go on and still, they, they would have to keep, keep with the same sort of, keep the same tune of, you know, yeah, I think your special sucked, and here's why. I don't think they would do it, though. If, uh, that's just a I don't either. Be, yeah, I don't either because it could, like we said, it could go one of two ways. It could boost their career or it could kill it either either way. And, but I would tell you what, if I don't think it'll ever happen because if you know enough about Joe Rogan, he doesn't invest enough time. He doesn't invest time into this stupid crap. But. Well, that's the other thing that these guys do as well. They think that that's bullshit. They think that he reads his comments. They think that he when he sees negative comments about his friends, that he does something about it. Like what? Um, having videos pulled from the internet and things like that. Oh. I don't know. I'll, I don't know, I'll, and I'm I'll, never going to know. Joe Rogan and right. I are never going to be friends. <laughs> I'm never going to get the inside information on that. So, um, I, 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 just think, I just think that if, if this guy got the chance to go on Joe Rogan's show and go toe-to-toe with Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan is going to kill him. Not not literally, but I don't not, not I do not think he could stand toe-to-toe with Joe Rogan in a debate on this whole situation. Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. We haven't seen him debate anyone. All he has is the I agree with everything <laughs> you say, girl behind him. That's all he has. He doesn't it's not like he we don't see him debate anyone on the show. He just gives his opinion, and then the 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 lame brain that sits by what 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 is her purpose? Do they ever show her face? No, or she's but just also, she's what just is her a purpose voice? other than her going. You're right, Crystalia's gross. What 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 is her purpose other than that? That's it. He's she just, like the producer. Does she uh, work the board? Like what does she do? I guess I don't know. It's bizarre. I know I've said that 15 times during this conversation. I've said it's weird or it's bizarre. But the more we talk about it, the more bizarre it gets. What does she do? Why is she there? Is that his wife? Like girlfriend, wife, fiance? <laughs> Man, it's exhausting. Okay, well, we, we can finish I'm this. Coffee, but I'm out I'm, of water. I'm going to finish this by saying that if you are creating content with air quotes. You can't use that word, bro. If you're creating content and your content is requiring other people's content just so you can bash on it don't do it try to find try to try to find your try to find your original content i know negative negativity sells but you're gonna feel better if you can find positivity that can sell see but that's the thing what's original content right so for, for instance on a podcast right like you and i aren't necessarily doing bits right now we're just having a conversation what's original about what we're talking about you know what i mean it's not like there are thousands of other podcasts out there that have likely talked about this same situation and the same topic. Right. That's been, and I'm only saying that because that's been this person's argument as well. 
But I agree with you. I agree. Well, I also don't want people to take this as that we are contradicting ourselves because we're shitting on somebody who's shitting on other people. And that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to just shine a light on what they are doing and saying that we don't agree with it. That's basically what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, I'm not shitting on it. I I watch some of this stuff sometimes. I, I am fascinated at how much time some of these people spend just so obsessively and incessantly talking about other people, but in a way that is, again, is hateful. Um, it, it sounds bitter. It sounds jealous. It sounds envious. All those things. It sounds that the tone of it is just... It's, I'm fascinated by it. Maybe it's because I've tried to be less of a hater these days. I don't know, but I am fascinated. It's. I don't believe so that. No, I don't actually, believe that I, statement. That I'm trying to be less of a hater? Yeah. I don't know. That's the statement. Um, I really am, man. <laughs> I really am. I've learned a lot of lessons. You know, I think it's very important for you to be punched in the face at least once in your life. You tend to not be so negative and less of a hater and not such an asshole. And unfortunately, I've been hit in the face a few times. So I, so the first time didn't take is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, it took a couple. It took a couple. <laughs> Whatever. We all get our asses kicked eventually in life. It That's happens. True. But um, well, speaking of getting asses kicked, let's uh, let's transition into some UFC talk. Fight Island. He's, is it? Is it? Uh, is there a copyright on that now? Probably. Was it ever a thing I, before that you know of? I think they're actually changing the name of this place to Fight Island. So it is a, it's a, it's a, um, um, Indian casino, I believe, right? Where they're trying to do this. On like a reservation? No, it's in, it's in, um, California, I believe. Oh, it is? But yeah. After the last show, I had to look it up because it, it, it was like, it maybe came out like six hours later. Like they actually, I actually saw what it was actually. Tahiti something or ta-ta-ta-ta-pota something. Let me look it up. Does that... Well, UFC 250 is going to be on Fight Island, supposedly. Supposedly. Do do the... Does regulations and stuff change when they fight on, like, Indian reservations and stuff like that? Or, like, yeah. India casinos? They do, right? Yeah. Do, do you know what changes? Like, what regulations change? They, like, don't you, need the, they don't need the State Athletic Commission to approve it. Which mean like also drug testing and stuff like that is more lenient with that, right? Ooh, I don't know. Everybody's gonna be jacked on steroids <laughs> for this. Is what you're saying? No, I, well, the reason why I say that, is, and this might be total bullcrap. I, I just heard it before. Was that there were fighters, and this was years ago, but that there were fighters that basically only fought on like reservations and stuff like that because they weren't drug tested. Whether that's true or not, I don't know, but yeah. I have heard that before. Huh. So this is, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting, though. But this is uh, Tachi Palace Casino Resort. It is on Native American tribal lands in California. So the reason that this works is because it is, is a, it is a space that can host international events, which would allow international fighters to fight on the card because they don't have to actually enter the U.S. I know that the, the idea of having fights on, well, that's where they used to have fights, right? When they couldn't get approved by state athletic commissions, they would do them on... Um, Indian at Indian Indian casinos, like in Minnesota and places like that, right? Really, it's a good idea. But I'll tell you what, man, Fight Island or no Fight Island, if this card for UFC 250 is actually going to be what it's been stated so far, this has potential to be 
the best card likely they've ever put on. Okay, so before well, with before, all the fights on it, before you read off the fights that they're talking about putting on 250, do you think that it's weird that they're just going to act like 249 didn't exist? That they're not just going to make the next one 249? No, because I think they want to have it in their history that the event had to be canceled due to said reason. So COVID-19, Disney getting involved, state you. governors getting involved. I think, and it also, just a theory of mine, I think Dana White's ego would love the idea that he was sort of the the person that that all had to be run through, right? He, he had the... the the keys to the kingdom when it came to being the person to say, yes, it's happening or no, it's happening. Right. Yeah. But I think that's what makes him great at his job. That's why he's probably the greatest promoter on earth. You know, him and I like him that and Vince McMahon. skipping ahead to two fifty. I think it's cool, but dude, this card, this, this card is ridiculous. If, if it ends up being this, so Ferguson Gaethje, Cejudo Dominic Cruz, Amanda Nunes, Felicia Spencer, Francis Ngannou, Rosenstreich. Jeremy Stevens, Calvin Cater, Donald Cerrone, Anthony Pettis. I didn't see that, really. Yes, yes. Don't you just want Donald to retire? I, I don't know if I can take seeing him get beat up again. Pettis is on. I don't a know, lose- not that Anthony Pettis is going to beat him up. He's but. on a losing streak, right? He's lost three in a row. But he's also. I mean, he also pulled that uh, Wonder Boy fight out that I didn't expect to happen. Also, are you saying Pettis is on a losing streak? Yes, isn't he? a good question was that wonder boy fight his last fight i don't think so i thought he had i thought it was like two or three fights ago i could be wrong and, though well donald cerrone's on a losing streak yes and it's hard to watch at this point you know but yeah they're talking about that's going to be on the card which again that's is that a re- i think they fought before i think cerrone beat him let's find this out anthony pettis is on a two-fight losing streak and what were the what were the losses? Does it say? Carlos Ferreira and Nate Diaz. So he fought Nate after Stephen Thompson. That Nate one okay. was UFC 241, and then before Stephen Thompson lost to Tony Ferguson, beat Michael Chiesa, lost to Dustin Poirier, beat Jim Miller, lost to Max Holloway. So he's basically just trading wins and losses. Yep, I mean he's in Charles a he's Oliveira. in a pool of sharks. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, he. You know, he beat, that's right, he beat Donald Cerrone. He KO'd him. How long ago was that? 2013. Dang. Yeah. But what, so the rest of this card, uh, so Cerrone Pettis, Greg Hardy, Jorgen DeCastro, Alexi Olenek, Fabricio Verdun, Carlos Barza, Michelle Waterson, Jacare Uriah Hall, Vicente Luque, Nico Price, and Charles Rosa and Bryce Mitchell. That's insane. That's an ins- if they if that actually happens, that is the f- nastiest card. You're I mean, one of. I mean, it's up there. It's up there with every, UFC 100, every, UFC 200, UFC 205. Like every every fight on that card could headline a fight night at least. <sighs> you you might be right. Yeah, I would say maybe. Charles Rosa and Bryce Mitchell. That that's a yeah, stretch. But that's also at the low the low end of the card too. Right. Uh but yeah, I think pretty much every I mean, Carlo Esparza and Michelle Watterson would be hard to explain why that's headlining a fight night. Yeah. But it could. But it could. Yeah. Carlos Esparza's the former champion. 
Michelle Waterson's The Karate Hottie. You could easily sell it as a <laughs> yeah. You could easily sell it as a uh, a headline fight. That card is filthy, man. That is. I really hope that happens. Does, we'll is, see. is there a date on that? May what? May 9th. Man, that's early. It's soon. That's a couple of weeks away. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if they can actually make UFC happen that soon. May 9th is very soon. Well, our president wants us to get back to normal. Thankfully, he's actually following the law, and he's letting state the state decide that right. rather than uh, him pulling his dick out and going on a power trip. I can see it happening. I can see it happening. I really think that... Well, I think it's going to depend on a lot. But I think one thing is, is if we do see uh, stay-at-home orders in in states starting to get lifted, I think that could potentially be one thing that really drives the idea that this could actually happen. But again, are they going to do it? They're going to do it with no fans, obviously. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Is that what they're doing, or, or, or are they trying to imagine. actually... Okay. No, I, I, I can't imagine that they're going to have fans. What's been really interesting to see is how little, and, I, and this is, I don't want to, we don't want to get too off topic to the, from the UFC, but it's been really interesting to me. And the only reason I'm thinking about this now is how, I think I texted you the other day that there were 125 deaths in 24 hours in Illinois, mm-hmm. how that's not national news. Just that, that, when we're talking about clickbait and headlines, how that's just that itself, COVID-19, obviously the, the, the big picture has been the story, but like how that idea is not national news to me is bizarre, right? Yeah. And when you when you think about that, I, I just I, I said something funny to my wife. I said, "What if 125 people in Illinois were killed in 24 hours by wolves? <laughs> there would be SWAT teams killing all of the wolves in Illinois, right? right? Instantly, instantly, it would be a story. It would be a thing, and we would firebomb those wolves." Because it's 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 a part of this pandemic, and it's just one state in a state of in, in, it's one state in the United States. It's not national. I, I thought it was weird. I thought it was weird that you you weren't hearing about it. And where, maybe where did maybe, you get that article from? Uh, sh- I don't rem- I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember. I want to say that I saw it on the news and then saw it on Twitter as well, but I I can't remember. Okay, I can't remember. But I mean, Illinois and Missouri, uh, specific states are experiencing their most deaths since the start of the pandemic. I think with stuff like that happening, I think it's really, and again, I'm a selfish fan. I want to see it happen. Thinking about stuff like that makes me go, do we really need the UFC right now? You know what I mean? Like, it feels very, very greedy. Uh, Just like the idea of those protesters protesting that we all get back to normal. And not practicing social distancing and not staying the fuck home with their make America great again signs. Holy shit. What in the hell is going on? I, I'm going to be honest. I'm kind of torn on that whole situation because I, there's a lot of small businesses that are struggling very hard right now. I get it. Is it a possibility that they could open up and this doesn't go away? And, they lose their business anyways, maybe, but they may have a fighting chance. Yeah. And at this point, still unsure of when things are going to be lifted and they'd be able to open back up. And then 
even if they do open back up, how much, you know, how many people are still actually going to show up and come in their businesses, we don't know. Uh, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of torn on what, what we should do. I don't, I don't really know. And in, I'm glad it's a state by state thing. You know, if they're looking at stats and they're looking at areas of the state and counties of the state and stuff like that, and wh- how many, uh, actual confirmed cases there have been in different places, I think that should come into play, but yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm on both sides of the, both sides of the argument here. And I don't, I'm kind of right in the middle. I don't know which side to go. I'm kind of the same. I mean, I'm the same way, but again, uh, I don't think just sort of flipping a switch and everything going back to normal is the proper answer. Right. Um, and also we're seeing people who had been infected and then recovered from it, get infected again. We're just finding out all this new information. It just doesn't feel that's something you've seen. I have not, I haven't seen that yet. That's happening. That's a real thing. That's happening in this short amount of time. Yep. Wow. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're just seeing they're they're seeing all of these new things. I, I think the biggest problem is again, these ignorant people, first of all, what are you protesting? Are you protesting for small businesses? Or are you protesting for your own selfishness, right? right yeah. Your own yeah. selfish need a for attention and B for people to know that you, uh, you're on the other side of the, the thing, whereas I, I'm not scared of anything, you know, COVID-19 doesn't scare me, this and that. I think, does it help for us to have a UFC 250? Does it help for us to have Major League Baseball play to empty stadiums in Arizona, right? Does it help for uh, the NFL to get back to business with no fans? I don't know. I don't know if it helps anything. I don't know if it does anything. It gives those people jobs. It creates some jobs for some people, but what about everyone else? Right. Right. Uh, does it lift their spirits? Sure. You know, lifts their spirits big time, you know, but it's not solving any issues with the disease. Right. right. We and, still, still don't have those. You know, um, something I'd, I'd sent you the other day too about this whole, the, the heat kills. Yeah. Uh, kills the virus and stuff. And that's something we, you know, they said from the beginning that, that, that they think things will start clearing up once it starts getting warmer outside, but it's still feel, it would still feel so fishy though to me. I don't know if anybody else, but just so fishy that all of a sudden like May 1st, Oh, well it's getting warm outside. Now everything's getting back to back to normal. Let's go ahead and flip a switch and everything goes back to normal. And then the, the rate of sickness goes down and all this other stuff. It, I don't know. It just it would feel like everything was coming to a halt at the at one time, and it, in that, to me, that would feel like this was projected, like it has been for a reason. You going conspiracy theory on a this little, one? Or a, li- a little bit. Uh oh. A little bit. And I'm not saying well, I, I'm not saying a certain it was done for a certain reason, because I don't know. And and I could be just conspiracy minded for no reason. But there's been a lot of things that have kind of pushed me in that direction. So, yeah, I, I'm going to continue to believe the people that have more information than I do, such yeah, as absolutely. doctors, yeah, doctors, scientists. Uh, but the question is, how much you know, are those doctors and scientists getting paid? Of course, of course. <laughs> Something did piss me off yesterday. I, I had to go for a drive because um, I was uh, doing yard work all day. It was a beautiful day to do so. So. I wanted to get it done, but, um, so I went for a drive after that 
Um, and I saw, uh, so I drove by a Home Depot and the parking lot was packed, right? And then I saw like an older guy, probably in his 70s, out in the parking lot, standing there, smoking a cigarette. And I was like, this, this, this guy's the problem. This guy is the problem. Like he is the issue. Um, I don't know. It just, it, it struck some anger in me. I was just like, get, get back in your car and go home. Also, stop smoking. It's going to kill you, especially during this time. Like, what are you doing? I don't know. It just, it was just a, it was a, it was a strange thing to see. My easy, easy for me to get angry at that person, I guess. But something that's been on my mind kind of lately is about this whole essential business thing. And yeah. there's many different rabbit holes that I can go down with this, but like with my job, I had to, I have to have a letter in my car or in my truck that says that I can be driving to work and back home because, is that a because thing? yeah, because it's an essential business. And, but there's so many other businesses that are apparently considered essential businesses and I don't understand why. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not okay. So like my gym was shut down. A lot of people say that that's a good thing. You, you mean, because germs and bacteria and everything else are all throughout gyms. I get that. And I understand it, but my gym has to be shut down, but a, a sex toy shop right up the road is considered essential and is, a, is still open. How is that essential? Tell me. Everybody's got to bust a nut. Is that what it is? That's yeah. that, that makes it essential. Exercise is not important. Come on. dude. Right. I know. You know right. Better than anyone. Yeah. Yeah. No, everybody's got to get off. What do you mean? Yeah. My, but my gym actually had talked to attorneys and have decided to stay open. So they are, they're following CDC guidelines. They're following CDC guidelines. They are uh, cleaning and disinfecting everything as much as possible. And they're only allowing 10 people in the gym at a time. So they are keeping distance. I mean, this isn't like a gold gym or a, a, you know, club fitness or something like that. This isn't a massive chain gym. This is a smaller gym, but still. So, and there's been a lot of uproar on social media about it, about them deciding to stay open and stuff, but whether this is true or not, but something I was told was somebody, a friend of mine who has talked to an attorney about the whole situation. He asked them, listen, if you own a small business, what is the worst that can happen to you? If you decide to stay open during all this, when you're supposed to be closed. And he said that, the worst they can get is a fine. And I was like, well, how is that possible? And he's like, well, it is impossible for them to, for them to uh, figure out where you contracted a virus from. So if there's a restaurant that's got the inside open and you go eat there and then you go home and then you have the, you have the virus, you can't prove that you got it from that restaurant. Okay. So from what I was told is that the worst they can get is a fine, which restaurants and stuff like that i get there's it's food and stuff like that it's a little more tricky but some businesses it almost seems like if they're struggling that hard maybe open up and take the fine i don't know what the fine's going to be but maybe open up and take the fine and uh because at that point it's still up to the people to go in there it's their decision if they decide to go into that business or not i'm not i'm yeah. not saying any of this is right or wrong i'm just saying that these are the options that are out there apparently from what i've been told i'm sure the fine is substantial i would I'm imagine sure it would, it would, i'm sure it would create a dent as much as they've probably already experienced by being closed so 
but again, I don't know that, but I'd have to imagine that it's not cheap. Yeah. Um, Gold's Gym is going out of business. I heard, well, in, just in St. Louis, though, right? Is it just St. Louis? I think it's. I think they're just closing their St. Louis locations. Don't you can double for check good. me on that, but for good though, right? I think. Yeah, that's crazy. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. porn shops are essential, dude. <laughs> what do you think? So are liquor stores and so are weed dispensaries. Right. See, that's what I don't understand. But uh, what do you think about? WWE being considered an essential business and being able to stay open and, you know, do all tape all their live events and stuff there. Did you not see this? What else are people going to watch while they drink Mountain Dew? I mean, I, sure. <laughs> I don't know if that's the I best. I mean, but, but I what do you, what do you think? I mean, you know, the UFC had to cancel, had to cancel events. Uh, all the other sports, baseball is not considered essential. Hockey is not considered essential. You know, these are all things that can be played to no fans if they really wanted to do it. So why why is WWE able to do it? Is it a money gra- money thing? Think he think Vince McMahon paid enough money to be able to make the business an essential business? Maybe because it's entertainment. Baseball and hockey and all that isn't. It is, but maybe be, maybe it's just me. Maybe because it is a dramatized form of entertainment. Right. It's like putting on a play, right? Okay. I don't. I don't know, man. I, I if I had to, it, I don't know. I didn't realize that they were considered essential. Essential to. It just came out la- last week, I think. Gold's Gym is closing thirty locations. Is that all in St. Louis? There aren't thirty Gold's Gyms in St. Louis. Oh, there's not. No, God, no. I don't know. I don't live there. <laughs> uh, no, it's all over. It's all over. Okay. Anyway, just to name a few. Uh, Alabama, 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 Colorado, Colorado, Missouri, Missouri, Missouri. Jesus Christ, there are a bunch in Missouri. <laughs> I thought so. St. Peter's, St. Charles, O'Fallon, Kirkwood, Florissant, Fenton, Ellisville, Chesterfield, and Baldwin, and Arnold all closing. Man. Yeah, I knew, I knew there was a lot because I've, I've had some friends that lived up that way that have, uh, like, you, if you have a membership at one, you can go to all of them, apparently, kind of situation. And, like, they That's would... Same with club fitness and 24-hour fitness. Right. So yeah. they would, you know, go around to all the different ones because some have different equipment than other ones and stuff like that, too. So I knew there was a bunch up there. Yeah, you could have put a gun to my head just now and said, name me one Gold's Gym location in St. Louis. I would have been like, mm, don't know. Oh, don't really? know where they are. <laughs> Swear to God. Swear to God. No idea. I had no idea there were that many. A, there were that many, and B, they're, like, they're more all West, it seems like. Um, wow. Anyway, that sucks for Colts, Jim. Hey, speaking of St. Louis, you messaged me last night and you asked me about that movie, The Ghost Who Walks. It's on Netflix. Did you watch it? I did. What did you think? It was all right. It's all right? Yeah. I mean, it was... I made it through the whole thing, and it was it had its moments. Did I you, thought it was cool to see some of the you know places in St. Louis that they put into the movie. I did. I afterwards I looked it up. The guy who wrote and directed it is from St. Louis. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Pat Patrick's uh, liquor that was on my street. I just moved from there, so I actually just said said something to my wife. I go, I remember 
back when this was being filmed, they put up signs all over our street saying the date and time that this would be happening, the street would be closed. So that was kind of interesting to think about. And she's like, you sure it happened that day? I'm like, yeah, that's when it happened. That's exactly what it was. Huh. I would have preferred they used the actual Pat's people in the movie. We won't get into that. Well, that's the um, reason why I messaged you is because not just because it was Patrick's, but it was Dogtown, and I knew you used to live in Dogtown, so I figured you. I figured it was right down the road from you. That was my street. Yep, yep. Also, the place that he was exiting to go to the liquor store, nowhere even close to Dogtown. So I thought that was kind of interesting too. Oh, really? Like how? Oh no, God no! Not even this. Not even close. They're probably like thirty miles apart. Wow. Like that's why it was funny when like in the scene where they want to go get the dude clothes for his daughter's singing recital or whatever they're in the city and then the the hooker he's with is like well let's go get you some clothes and then like snap to the mall that they're at the mall they're actually at is chesterfield mall right which is nowhere close to downtown right (laughs) it's a a good hour away probably close to it so um yeah i just thought that was funny but yeah i mean i guess you gotta pick and choose there's there's another movie and it i want to look it up it was a basketball movie that was made uh, primarily in St. Louis, and actually, it actually used quite a few St. Louis sports figures in it. So, Justin Tatum played for St. Louis University. That's Jason Tatum's dad. Jason Tatum, the place for the Celtics. That's his dad. Oh, really? Okay. He was in the movie. Um, Jimmy McKinney was in the movie. He went to Mizzou, played basketball at Mizzou. Went to Vashon. Is it Vashon High School? More than likely, yeah. So, <laughs> um, so that was really interesting. But they actually used a lot of. Um, a lot of the scene they actually did the St. Patrick's Day parade in Dogtown. Oh wow! So they yeah uh, did that scenes from like uh, like Legrand's, which is one of the best places to go get a sandwich in St. Louis. So underrated, most people don't know about it because it's also like a uh, if you lived in South City, you know about it. But it's like a supermarket slash deli. Legrand's was in it, so I thought that was really cool. And then I found out, come to find out, the guy that made that movie also St. Louis born and raised, you know, nice. wanted to make the movie. I think that's really cool. St. Louis getting put on the map. And in that movie I watched last night, I saw Central West End was in it quite a bit. Like they showed Sub-Zero and you could definitely tell when specific areas he was in. And they tried to make it this sort of like gritty, like sort of downtown area. So like when he gets out of prison, the, 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 the footage they're showing of all the rundown buildings. Right. And then 10 minutes later when he's walking down the street, they're like, Christmas lights up uh-huh. and everything looks kind of nice. I'm like, those places are nowhere near each other. Right. <laughs> like, it's kind of funny, but yeah, there, was a, was, there, there were several, there place. were several spots like the rundown places and stuff like that, where we were watching it. And I was looking at my wife. I was like, I'm, I'm pretty positive. I've driven through there before because I mean, there's a lot of places in St. Louis where you have to drive through that to get to the nice area. Like it could be nice area, then tore down then nice area again. One of the many things about St. Louis that angers me. Yes, that is true. Yeah, we <laughs> but, we don't need to get into that though. But, but um, something crazy. Well, to me, it's crazy. So there's to, right at the end of the in the movie, there's like a three second clip, if that. And not to, I'm not giving anything away to the movie, but where he's standing um, at the door, the the main character in the movie, he's standing at the door of his uh, wife, ex wife whatever, and he's got the, the uh, these group of guys after him right at the very end yeah. of the movie. Yeah, yeah. So I caught this. This was like a one-second clip, literally. But I caught the guy that's in the very front of the group that's after him, 
And then it, it was like one second and then it went away. And I was like, I, I've seen that guy before and it was bugging the crap out of me. I couldn't figure out who it was. So I, I, I rewound it and I paused it and I'm sitting there looking at this guy and I'm like, I know that guy. And it's not because of like him being in other movies. Like I, I know who that guy is and I'm like, I am being it. I'm Googling it. I'm trying to figure out who the crap this is. And I'm not going to name his name cause I don't know if he'd want his name named, but he's actually, no, but he's actually a, uh, he owns an MMA gym right down the road from me. And he is the corner man for a UFC fighter. So if, I think I know who I think I know who it is. So if you know if you know the UFC are fighter, initi- are his initials are his initials JF? No, no. Okay, JW. Wait, the fighter or the guy I'm talking about? The guy you're talking about? No, JW. Oh, what was that movie called? The The Ghost the Who ghost Walks. Walks. You didn't see his name on IMDb? I did. It's down at the very bottom. Why wouldn't you say his name, dude? He's in a he's in a I know, but it's movie on Netflix. He's right down the road from me, and I don't know if he would want his name in it or not. But anyways, he is a corner man for or coach for a long time. I think he still coaches in May, but he's also Did he fight. No, I don't think so. He never fought. I don't think so. All right, but he but a, there is a fighter in the UFC that I've told you before lives right down the road from me, and he corners him. Okay, okay. And you don't want to say any names. You no, didn't have any problem. You didn't have any problem naming the stand-up comedians that are getting hated on by these guys. Well, I don't know those people. Uh, huh? I don't know those people. Oh, okay. Why are you scared? And that's not that I'm scared. I just don't want to name anybody that might not want to be named. His initials are JW? Yes. Should be down at the very bottom of IMDb. So you... I don't know who that is. Huh. Does it show? Well, his, does it show his picture on there? No. No. Okay. I'll send. I have a still frame picture of it on my phone. I'll send it to you later. On IMDb, on IMDb, it says he is an actor known for the Ghost Who Walks. Yeah, and that's it for sure. He was in it for literally three seconds, but it was just funny to me that I caught it. Huh. Nope. Do you know the fighter I'm talking about? I don't think that I do. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know who this guy is. This is podcast gold right picture. here. People are loving this. Huh? So this is podcast gold right here. People are loving yeah. this. Well, if you brought it up, <laughs> you would just say names. It would be easier. So anyway, you have, UFC 250, if it does happen, could be the biggest card in UFC history. One of. One, one of, of for at sure. least. Yeah. Yeah. I still... Oh, yeah. Speaking of crazy, did you see that Tony Ferguson still made that weight? I did. Did you see how he looked? What is, what does he walk around at? I don't know, but he did not look good. No. He did not look good. No, that but was did crazy. you did you see Connor congratulating him too? Yeah. I don't know. I, he do you think he's doing that because he actually likes Tony or do you think he's doing that because it, he's because of Khabib? He's trying to get under Khabib's skin. I think this is calm Connor, and I think everyone should be worried. That's what I think. But you, I think you, this mi- you the mentioned congratulatory, this. The congratulatory Connor is scary to everyone, and I think everyone needs to fucking be on their P's and Q's. That's what I think. I'm tired of your Connor McGregor hate. <laughs> That's what I think. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. I think it's interesting. Um, 
Well, it's just like last episode, I think it was, you had mentioned that Connor never was the congratulatory type. You know, just, you know, not too long ago, he never would have been congratulating anybody on social media. But now he is. And I I just wonder if it's more because he's trying to get underneath Khabib's skin or if he's actually trying to be a different person. A calm, congratulatory person. It's got me interested. That's all I know. That's all I know. I think uh, I like that Tony Ferguson wants to fight Gaethje still. Like, he could have easily said, nope, I said yes once. And I really thought the making of the weight was him him sort of punctuating the idea that I'm ready to go, I'm game, but you know what? Forget an interim title, I want a shot at the belt, I'm going to wait for, for Khabib, but that's going to be a great fight. I really don't see that fight going all five rounds. I see the fight no. ending in a finish. Absolutely. I have a feeling, I don't know, I'm just sort of, right now, you know I don't like making picks, but if I'm just... My initial thoughts, and I think I said this maybe already, but I I don't know, man. I think Justin Gaethje is a problem. It's a problem. I mean, maybe we will get lucky and finally see that wrestling background of his. Well, I think that's a bad idea because I think if I he gets too. into Tony's if, if he gets into Tony's guard, that's that's a nightmare. I don't think um I think if if, if that ends up happening and it's in like round three, I think you're going to see the same thing happen to him that happened to Kevin Lee. I think on the feet, he has the advantage. It's can he outlast? I think they, they both have great cardio. Obviously, Ferguson's is, I mean, he just keeps coming forward. Mm-hmm. You know, you were getting a little offensive for Tony Ferguson when I was sending you those videos of his uh, of his feet when he was getting I, tagged. There wasn't anything, uh, there wasn't any like personal attachment to that at all. I was just trying to basically be the devil's advocate on it because you were showing me like that Tony was fighting on his heel instead yeah. of, you know, instead of on his toes. And, but in that pick, he also had somebody swinging forward at him. So he was leaning back. Yeah. Well, no, well, that's the thing. The, the, that's, that's the, my point of that was these were both in round one. Okay. So it was before Tony sort of wore the guy out like he does. Right. Right. So this is this is when the other guy's fresh, and when the other guy's fresh, Tony would have a tendency to back up, wouldn't be moving his, and he eventually starts moving forward, and he just doesn't stop. And this isn't me criticizing in any way. Right. It's just he he has a tendency to get hit. He has a tendency to get caught early in fights because I don't know if it's just a, him getting warmed up or him, you know, obviously it's timing and getting the other person's, all those things, all the, the science behind stand-up fighting that I, I obviously don't have the best grasp on, but, you know, just something that I see. So against a guy like Gaethje, that's, that's dangerous. What about that, because, Fer- what about that Ferguson Cowboy fight? I know Cowboys had the, you know, the eye issue that they stopped the fight for. Do you think yeah. that would have been a more exciting fight? If his eye, if he didn't have the eye issue, or do you think that it would have, it wouldn't have been exciting? Tony still would have won in a. Yeah, that see that was strange to me too. I had to go back and watch that fight because I remember after initially when it was over, I remember a lot of people saying, "Yeah, that that was starting to go Tony Ferguson's way." Uh, if it had if it had gone to the round three, Cowboy would have been in trouble. I didn't necessarily see that in the second round. I saw a back and forth fight. Yeah, I did too. I didn't see like Tony dominating. And Cowboy you know was still I mean? pressuring. Yeah, and in landing. Yeah. 
I think what happened was is Tony landed a body kick, I want to say, that really hurt Cowboy. Mm -hmm. Um, And you could tell it took the wind out of him. So maybe that was – there's that. You know, um, and Cowboy's been finished with body kicks before. Mm -hmm. So obviously that's something that people have seen and have utilized against him. But, yeah, I didn't really see it like it was this sort of one-sided fight in the second round. And, you know, Cowboy was – I don't think he was by any means done, but the fuck do I know? Interesting fight, though, to see, like, where Cowboy was then and where he is now. Yeah, I, I don't know. Cowboy, you know, he said in the past that he doesn't even spar anymore, that he, you know, he works on ground game and stuff like that and cardio, of course, and all that, but he doesn't even spar anymore. And, I mean, I understand it, and that saves your brain and stuff like that, too, because he says, you know, I work on the things that I need to work on. I know how to fight. Or, you know, I know how to fight. I know how to punch. I know how to spar. But then again, I mean, does... I don't know. I, I just, in his last few fights, I wonder if that's true or if he should be sparring. Yeah. I, I mean, con- I think the, it, the Connor fight doesn't count to me in, in that sense, talking about sparring, because that was just, you know, that wasn't much of a fight really, but. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I understand why he wouldn't. I think Jeremy Stevens said that too. And I think it was on Joe Rogan's podcast. Where it was like, I don't, I don't, I don't spar anymore. He's like, I already know how to fight. He actually used those words. I already know how to fight. Um, I work on timing. I work on speed. I work on, you know, my cardio. I don't need to learn how to throw a jab anymore. I don't need to let, you know, so also how do you spar? Like, how do you prepare for a guy like Tony Ferguson? You could have a million sparring partners come in. They're never going to be what Tony Ferguson is. It's like, it's like trying to spar for Dominic Cruz. Right. It, you know, when, 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 you know, when you talk about when feet work, footwork comes into play and stuff like that, I get it. But like, I guess if you can find somebody that matches the length, like, you know, the wingspan yeah. of to- Tony or something like that, you know, you see some fighters that are so incredibly graceful that they know exactly where to move their head back to within a, a quarter of an inch to not yeah. get hit and then be right back into it, which amazes the crap out of me. I don't, you have to be so confident in your head movement and to to be able to not get hit to do that you know so so you know that kind of thing comes into play as far as sparring and uh, you know and stuff like that goes but i don't know i don't know if it's you know maybe 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 whatever whatever they say I'm, i'm not a fighter by any means i just to me you would think that those things would be something you'd be looking into yeah and a lot of guys just don't want to take the, the damage anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, uh, of all the things we're saying, that's probably the smartest thing to be thinking about, especially when you're Cowboys age. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, I, I can't imagine a guy like Stipe spars anymore with heavyweights. Right. Like, maybe he does. Maybe he does. Um, but at his age, with all of the damage he's taken in fights, does he really need to be, to be getting hit in sparring? I mean, you know, like one of the most popular things being said after Anthony Joshua got knocked out by Andy Ruiz was that he got knocked out in sparring like two weeks before the fight and wasn't right in the head because of that. Like not just like dropped, like KO'd in sparring. And you got to imagine, dude, if you're, if you're, if you're, I think we've talked about this before, but if you're, if you're a boxer, uh, an MMA fighter trying to make a name for yourself, if you can go into the gym and spar with a guy and hurt that guy, especially a guy who's a worldwide figure like Anthony Joshua or a a champion, what's to, what's to stop you? You know what I mean? Now some guys won't, 
because they don't want to, you know, ruin a guy's career due to, you know, being injured in sparring or something like that. But some guys do. They want to go in there and make a statement, right. you know. So that's why if I was like a guy like Stipe, I'd be like, I'm picking my own sparring partners. If I don't know who they are, I didn't pick them. They're not coming in the gym, you know, because they're likely they're gunning for me. Right. Right. But how, how old is Dominic Cruz? Do you know off the top of your head? If I had to guess, I would say 34. So, in your opinion, if he if if he was able to stay healthy from here on out, which who knows if that's possible, but if he was able to yeah. stay with no injuries and be healthy from here on out, how many fights do you think he's got left in him? If he's healthy, mm-hmm. two. Really? Inclu- two. Including UFC 250? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Here's what I see. Here's my prediction. He wins at UFC 250, and he defends against either TJ Dillashaw or Cody Garbrandt. That's my theory. I mean, those are those. He really wants that Cody Garbrandt fight back. I know he does. He really, really wants that one back. I don't care if Cody's lost three times in a row. I, 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 and you. Dominic Cruz could just go, I, I like, well, like, it's like Bisbing defending for the first time against Dan Henderson. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Was that really the right thing to do ethically? No, you know, but it, everyone loved it. It was a great fight. It was a great storyline, right? Yeah, but I mean, what's, if, if Gar, if, if Dominic Cruz wins. Yeah. Well, I mean, what? I know, like you said, it, it may not necessarily make sense, but it really doesn't make sense to put Cody Garbrandt, especially if he, say he fights again and loses again, he's on a four-loss four streak. There's n- yeah. How do you possibly ma- give him a title shot? You don't, but I'm just saying. We're, this is all in the future, though. you got to remember, this could be a year from now that we're even talking about that fight happening. I know. I get it. I get it. Um, Dominic Cruz is 35, by the way. Okay. So. As much as he gets injured, and also him him being healthy is, that would take a miracle for him to be completely healthy between now and retirement. What, uh, so we said Dillashaw still got about a year left on suspension? I think he comes back in 2021, yeah. Okay. I mean, there's a good storyline there too, but what was, what was Dillashaw's last few fights before he went on on suspension? Was he on a running streak? No, he lost to Cejudo for the flyweight belt. Right. Okay. That's you know, but other than that, he was on a winning streak. Okay. So the he it, fought, so he fought in, Cody two times in a row. Okay. So in that instance, I could see Dillashaw before Garbrandt. Yeah. Because he was yeah, still no, he no, was no, still definitely. in the title picture before he got suspended. Unless yeah. unless the UFC doesn't want to take that black mark. I mean, I guess you could look at it as a black mark as like, okay, you bring him back from suspension after two years and automatically has a title fight. Well, he was the champion. I know. So there's the argument that that's still my belt. Yeah. Right. Um, and to be honest with you, I mean, when he fought Dominic Cruz the first time, I, I kind of thought Dillashaw won, not Dominic Cruz, but um, uh, that's ancient history at this point. So have, have you seen the, the back and forth going on between Reyes and Jones on Instagram and stuff? No, but shouldn't John Jones just shut the fuck up at this point? You would think, but he was talking about, he made the comment that uh, he was pressuring 
Reyes the entire fight that he was walking him down the, the whole fight. I, I, I did see that. Which he was. And then Reyes posted one picture where Jones was running away from him. That, that, okay. Those kinds of things are so funny to me because that is a snapshot in time. It's a small clip of what happened in a five round fight. Yeah. And the, yeah, I don't, it, it's, it's funny to me. Um, yeah, I've, well, I did see late, I did see something about John Jones saying that he wants to fight Lakovitz instead of Reyes, said he wants to, uh, something along the lines of pop someone else's cherry or something like that, which is an odd way of saying that, but, um, yeah, and then Jan said, Jan's response is you will get fisted or something like that. Oh my god. And John Jones was like, uh, I don't know if you know what fisted means, dude, but <laughs> something like that. I, I'm paraphrasing because I don't know exactly what was said, but um I actually kind of want to see him fight Jan and then fight Reyes again. I really like him just fighting different fighters at 205. I think I'm in the minority on that, but I don't know. I I, I, I kind of agree. I definitely want to see the Reyes fight again. And the reason, the reason why is because it's something I've told you several times too, is that if any fight is going to make John Jones a better fighter, it's going to be a fight like he just had with Reyes. Yeah. Yeah. He does well in those rematches too. When a guy pushes him and, you know, but his last, his last few fights haven't looked, he didn't look like he, he, I think he still won, but again, he looked human against Reyes. He looked human against Santos. Yeah, but, he, but, 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 he, but he's beat all, up Anthony Smith, but, eh. but but he's also not been playing the fight game the way the fight game is supposed to be played. I mean, he's had suspensions and stuff like that in between all this, so it's not like it's a fight, then a rest period, then a camp, and then another fight. It's more like you know, camp, and my rest yeah. period is my suspension, and then I come back and train for a while before my fight, and who knows how many how much he's actually training. I mean, you know, we've right. talked we've talked about him uh, against Gustafsson and how he said that he didn't even hardly train for, you know, one of those fights and stuff like that. So, yeah. I don't know. And then he finished him in the second fight. Right. Yeah, I mean, he uh, he has a way of, like, any time in my own brain I start going, maybe he has lost the step, he comes out the next fight and proves me wrong. But I'd like to see him fight someone else before Reyes. Immediate rematch in that, I just, uh, I, okay, I guess, but... Gustafson didn't get an immediate rematch when they had that fight. You know, I don't think, I think Reyes has plenty of time to sort of get back to that fight too, but he's young too, right? And he like, he's 28, 29, right? I think so. He should be peaking pretty soon. Yeah. You would think so. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, you got anything else you want to get out here? I'm exhausted from talking about haters. <laughs> that conversation lasted a lot longer than I expected. Yeah, it's all good. Haters gonna hate. True. Plus, I spilled coffee all over this. I've seen you do shirt. that. Yeah. Thanks. I, pre- I appreciate that. I don't know what's wrong with me. Well, to end this and thing. And now my chair is making noise again. I see that. Well, to end this thing like we begin this thing buyjack.com slash CEP get you a support local business CEPT let's give that money to gift cards for exit 6 that's going to be going out to first responders, nurses, EMTs all that good stuff 
so they can go back and have some good brews and food and everything else. So it's supporting local business, first responders, all that good stuff. So help support the people that need a beer more than you do. Absolutely. Although we've been drinking all the beer, I think <laughs> all these quarantine people. Eh. What can you do? Nothing really. No drink. <laughs> all right. I'll get you a shirt. Absolutely. All right. We are out. <laughs>